0: Could you pour down like rain washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place please let me stay Myself in the midst of you, beyond the music, beyond the noise, and all that I need is to be with you and in the quiet. pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty. To be still and know that you're in this place, please let me stay and rest in your home. She poured out like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty. To be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay in rest.
1: Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. With praises to God, we welcome you to Howard Brady Ministries. I'm so pleased you've joined us. And I want to ask you to do me a favor. Why don't you ask a friend to join you next week? It is my prayer that you will be blessed, both by the message and the music. Again, welcome to this ministry. Now would you please hear the word of God. It comes from the familiar Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve or worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is good. It is he that made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you join me, please, for a word of prayer? O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, which art thy strength and our redeemer. Amen. Want to make the most of your life, or at least the rest of your life? This message just may be for you. The late Henry Nowen was writing about his years in Latin America. He said, the word that I kept hearing wherever I went was gracias, Mutus gracias, thank you, thanks be to God, many thanks. Nowen continued, I saw thousands of poor and hungry children. I met many young men and women without money, a job, or a decent place to live. I spent long hours with sick elderly people, and I witnessed more misery and pain than I've ever witnessed in all of my life. But in the midst of it all, that word kept lifting me up again and again and again. It lifted me to a new realm of hearing and seeing. Gracias, thanks. Through their gratitude, these Latin Americans were making the most of their lives. Now what I'd like to do is transfer you from Latin America to this psalmist, this familiar psalm, Psalm 100. In that psalm, we are admonished to serve the Lord with gladness. Now, the psalmist doesn't leave it just at that. Serve the Lord with gladness, how? The psalmist points out the motivation to gladness, which of course is gratitude, Muchus gratis. If we read this psalm carefully, we'll find two basic reasons for the psalmist's praise of God or and thanksgiving to God. First of all, there is God's activity in creation. God's activity in creation. Know that the Lord is God. It is He that made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. And second, there is God's love expressed in history. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. Tonight, I want to try to lift up a message on gratitude, for it's gratitude will help us to make the most of our lives. First of all, gratitude is a gift. It's a gift. Scott Peck tells of an occasion when he was sitting with an earned check on one lap and an unearned check on the other. The second was a gift. He said he had an earned meal on one leg and he had a A gift, a surprising wonder on the other. Now, this is a good time for us to check our understanding of grace. You know, we see the earned and the unearned. Grace is the latter. Grace is free. It is free gratis. So here we have three words, grace, gratis, and gratitude. These all flow together. And as Scott Peck observed, perceive grace and you will naturally feel grateful. Essentially, this is what the psalmist is saying in our text. He says, "...for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Give thanks to him and bless his name. The psalmist has perceived grace, and he feels grateful." The psalmist has perceived grace in God's goodness, in God's goodness. "...for the Lord is good," he says. I like the way John Greenleaf Whittier expressed it in one of his poems. As a matter of fact, I've used these words countless times in memorial services. They all refer to the goodness of God. Listen, yet in the maddening maze of things, though tossed by storm and flood, to one fixed trust my spirit clings, I know that God is good. A mother was sitting with a little four-year-old in a doctor's office. They were waiting for the doctor. The little boy started asking all kind of questions. He said, why am I here? And then he said, where is the doctor? And then he said, who is God and why isn't God married? Finally, he asked the ultimate question. He asked this question. He said, why doesn't God just get tired and stop? His mother thought a long time before she answered. She said, God is love and love never gets tired. You see, we are talking about the love of God to all generations. And then the psalmist has perceived grace in God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness to all generations. The late Bishop Arthur Moore, in describing the faithfulness of God, said that those who have entered Yellowstone National Park through the east gate have come upon this river, the river and the road. They go from the lake to the canyon, and it's many miles, they go side by side Whenever the river turns, the road turns, and when the road turns, the river turns. They cover many miles side by side. And according to the bishop, this is a picture of the faithfulness of God. Perceive grace and you will naturally be thankful. Let's think for a moment of those pilgrims who landed on Plymouth Rock. They show what kind of people established this country. These people came over on the Mayflower a hundred and two of them to be exact. Their ship was tossed about by the mighty Atlantic as if it was an empty egg garden. They had some dreary nights and some dreary days. And when they landed on Plymouth Rock, there were no Sheratons or Hiltons or Regencies or anything else to welcome them with a hot meal and a, and a good shower and a colored television. They only came into a dense forest. There was nothing but wild faces and strange people there. These people went through the harshest of all winters. During that winter they lost half of their colony, husbands and wives and children. There were only half of them left, but yet these people after that first winter, they designated a special day of thanksgiving. You see they perceived grace even in the midst of difficulties and they were thankful. I remember Max Lucado told about a woman who was making her first airplane trip. She was sitting in 14E, he was sitting in 14D. She was rural, he was urban, she was homey, he was professional, and he was sophisticated and she was simple. But he said she had eyes to see and he didn't have them. She was so excited about being on the plane. She was excited about the plane, she was excited about other planes, seeing them out the window. She was excited about the food, the seat belt, the canned drinks and all of this. She was enormously excited and yet she continued to be excited the whole time. And when finally the trip ended, she turned to him and said these words. She said, I don't know if I have a right to say this to you, but she said, you know, you work the whole time during this trip. You need to put up that machine and enjoy the journey. Lachetto said, Gulp? I tell you, it takes a special person to see the miracles of God on a daily basis. You see, she perceived grace and she was very, very grateful. Not long ago, I lost one of my friends who had graduated with me in high school to death. I called his wife to express my sympathy. In the process of a conversation, she said this. She said, you know, I'm just grateful he doesn't have to suffer anymore. Even in the midst of that devastated sorrow, she perceived the grace of God. Hear this, beloved. Perceive the grace of God, and you will naturally be grateful. Gratitude is a gift. It is a gift. And then secondly, gratitude is a lift. It is a lift. Upon seeing the same pupil in the office, the annoyed principal said, You've been sent to my office five straight days. What do you have to say for yourself? The little boy responded, thank heavens, it's Friday. You know, one of my favorites of all the holidays is Thanksgiving. The reason I like Thanksgiving more than the rest is because it's not so full of hustle and bustle and hype and all of that. Thanksgiving is simply a family getting together and expressing their thanks to God for God's gracious benevolences in their lives during that year. I love Thanksgiving. You see, during Thanksgiving we perceive grace and consequently we are lifted to great heights by perceiving that grace. The Apostle Paul was speaking to the Philippians and to us when he said, Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your mind and your hearts in Christ Jesus. Notice Paul says, with thanksgiving. Here Paul is telling us of the tremendous lifting power to be found in the exercise of gratitude. It's a lifting power not only for others but for ourselves. Let me ask you something. When someone expresses gratitude to you, don't you feel affirmed? And it has something to do with your completeness and wholeness as a human being. Well, as a badge of our discipleship, our thankfulness needs to be expressed to other people so that they too can feel affirmed and excited about life. There was a great preacher by the name of William L. Stitcher. He was one of the great preachers of his time and also a theologian. Well, he had a nervous breakdown at the height of his career. That nervous breakdown caused him to have some gloomy days, and some miserable times. He said he just sat in the darkness. He didn't want to do anything. He cared for absolutely nothing. But he said, you know, it was the art of thanksgiving that helped him pull out of that. One of his friends said to him, listen, how many people have done things that benefited you that you have never thanked them for? So William Stacey decided he would write a note of thanksgiving to a teacher who had got him interested in poetry. So he took the time to write a note of thanksgiving to that teacher, and that teacher sent him a response, and that response went like this. This is what the teacher said. My dear Willie, when I read the letter, I was blinded with tears, for I remember you as a boy. I remember you as a wonderful child in my class. You have warmed my old heart. I have taught school for over 50 years, and yours is the first letter of thanks I ever received. And she said, you know, it turned a cold, dark day into a bright, happy day. I would imagine that that letter of thanks lifted both the sender and the giver into a new power. Gratitude is power. Dr. Hans Lilly was a prisoner in a German prison camp. He said in that prison camp, it was full of hatred and bitterness. He noticed, though, when he would say thank you to the guards, they were sort of have shame that came on their faces. And one of the guards came back one day and said, Why do you thank us for giving you these meager rations and for fastening your change? He said, Well, aren't you doing your duty? He went away with his head down. Isn't it interesting to note that perhaps the power of evil was broken in that camp only when gratitude was expressed? Gratitude has tremendous power to lift us. It's not only a gift. It is a lift. And then third, gratitude is a shift. It is a shift. A man was down on his knees and he was praying. And in the process of praying, he said to God, God, if you could help me, can't you help me make it look like I did it all by myself? That is not what gratitude is. Gratitude is a shift away from that. Gratitude is a shift away from ourselves toward God and toward others. Gratitude recognizes our debt to God and others. And gratitude seeks to pay off our debt to God and others. You know, what is it that we read? How often have we read this? Bless this house. Bless this nation. Bless this mess. Bless you. Bless me. Bless us. But the psalmist in his superior wisdom said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know, if you read in the 8th chapter of Deuteronomy, there's a passage there that's directed toward our thanksgiving. It's a warning. In other words, God's people are thankful. The question is, are they thankful to themselves as they say, it was my power and my might that got me this wealth? Or are we grateful to God? The writer says, do not forget the Lord your God. What that writer's saying is that our gratitude does not come out of our prosperity, whatever that is. Our gratitude comes out of our wilderness experience. And for the Hebrews, the wilderness represented their dependence upon God their dependence upon God so our gratitude comes out of our dependence upon God you know deep down I always remember this illustration there was an old retired bishop that was attending an annual conference the presiding bishop saw him sitting out there and so he called him up and said would you like to say something to the conference the old bishop limped up to the podium and he said yes I'd like to just say a few words about what I'm thankful for He said, I'm thankful for my country, the United States of America, and for the marvelous opportunities that have been provided me. Then he said, I'm thankful for my parents for the training I've received at home. He said, I'm thankful for the church, not so much for what the church has done for me, though it's done a lot, but for what I in my own small way have been able to do for the church. And then he said, I'm thankful for God And immediately I remember the words of Isaac Watts' hymn, O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. But gratitude not only turns us away from self toward God, though it does, it also turns us away from ourselves toward other people. Let me tell you this very meaningful story. A little boy named Johnny, was helping his parents financially by shining shoes. But every afternoon at 3 o'clock, he would put down his little brush, he would run across the street, he would go up the steps into the church and down the aisle to the altar, and he would kneel, and all he would say is this, Jesus, it's Johnny. Every day at 3 o'clock, he would drop his little brush, run across the street, up the steps to the church, down the aisle, and to the altar, and he would simply say, Jesus, it's Johnny. Well, one day at 3 o'clock, he threw his little brush down. He started across the street. A car came and absolutely hit him and wiped him out. He was rushed to the hospital. The doctors worked with him a long time. He fought between life and death. His mother was waiting outside the room. Finally, the doctors left, and the mother went into the room, and there was a smile on little Johnny's face. And his mother said, Johnny, what are you smiling about? And he said, Mother, I had a visitor. She knew he didn't have a visitor because she had been at the door. But he said, Mother, I had a visitor. She said, Well, who was your visitor, and what did he say? The little boy said, Well, he was dressed in white. He came up to my bed, and he put his hand on my foot, and all he said was this. He said, Johnny, it's me, Jesus. Gratitude is a gift. It is a lift, and it is a shift. May God bless you and fill you with gratitude. Let us pray. Lord, we're grateful for your presence. We're thankful for all that you do for us. We cannot even name the mercies you've extended to us, but we are grateful. Help us to be so grateful that we will spread our love and joy and gratitude to other people in your behalf. Please hear our prayers. It's in your name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this broadcast tonight. I trust that it's been meaningful, and I trust that you will invite others to join with us on these Thursday nights. God bless you, and good night.